Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 from the Gulf Coast and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We're fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so very, very much. Also, big thank you to Justice Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, for his contribution of his time, his voice, and his music for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite music platforms. Also, big thank you to C. Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre and does a fabulous job, but can also do pretty much any commission piece, um, especially pets. I think that's a real big bonus. I always Aww, like to that. I yeah. know, right? I know. <laughs> uh, so tonight we welcome back the return of a dear friend, very special guest, Leslie Mitchell Clark. It's been quite a while since she's been on. She's a very busy lady. She's going to be discussing different types of extraterrestrial races. Uh, she's a past life and ET contact knee hypnotherapist. And she's worked with a lot of people doing a lot of, of different um sessions and she obviously can't get into who or you know all the specifics but she does know quite a bit about um you know who's more prevalent why are they here what do they want um i, I think that's going to be a lot of fun so we're just going to wait on her to come in and while we're doing that we're going to say hello to ooh, dolly Incoming CME. Great. 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 <laughs> I know. Oh, Can I explain why I'm sleepy? I know. Great. <laughs> hey, Dolly. Hey, Dolly. Oh, my God. Everybody's chiming in. Chiming in. Hello. Hello. Hello, Doxy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We've got Dolly. We've got Janie saying hi to Wayne and Dolly. Nice to see you here. And oh god, okay, moving down online. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, there we go. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh boy, looking forward to this show. Just saying, there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of to do um, with respects to hypothesizing. Who's here? How long have they been here? Mm. Where do they come from? Why um, what do they want? Yeah, you know. So yeah. there's 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 stuff that you know, obviously like. It's pretty stereo stereotypical, and and I don't like to, you know, I don't really like to think that that's all gloom and doom either, you know. No, but it's like criminal criminal investigations. When you find out who, the next question mm. is why. Right. 
you know, we know who did it, but why'd you do it? Now we want it like once we know who is here, we right. want to know why they're all here. Right. I agree with you. And without further ado, here's a lovely lady herself. How are you? Hello, Michelle. Hello, Amelia. How are Hi, you? Hi, beautiful. How are you? I am great. How are you two fabulous gals doing uh, this evening, this fine evening? Oh, well, it's fabulously. Now that you're here. It's freezing, yeah. You look right. fabulous. That's all that matters. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> it's, all that matters, exactly. It's January, you know, the sixth month in the year. It's like it is, but we are in Aquarius, and I'm being an Aquarius right smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, I can feel the energy shift out of the, uh, shall I say, odious Capricorn, not not great Capricorn for me. Right. <laughs> being a being a fixed air sign, those those little yes. those little goats really bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they bother each other as well. I don't understand much about about oh. that. I mean, I love, I love my horoscope and everything, and I'm the confused fish that's swimming in both directions. And it makes <laughs> total sense if you know my life. But it's just I don't understand how the in the sun and in the moon kind of thing in the house of that part mm. I don't understand. Well, it's there's unfortunately a lot of mathematics to do that's with probably it. why um, yeah. and it's so it's so for a lot of people it's for a lot of more for a lot of intuitive people it's not necessarily an appealing discipline it takes a certain kind of person but now a lot of it is done you know on the computer i mean back in the day we just had big books called ephemerals and they had mm -hmm. lists and lists and lists of planetary positions and so it was all um um all a very mechanical kind of uh deal kind of an analog <laughs> right, right. Mm. kind of like when we went but, to the library and the little the dewey decimal that? i yes i i asked somebody the other day if they knew what the dewey decimal system was and they just laughed at me it's it, it's yeah. it's gone it's gone because it now and, yeah people they're in just now yeah, they just so I have to wonder in the great libraries, do they still like the Library of Congress? Do they still use that venerable old system? I don't I wonder know. if they keep it even in the should. room. I think they should bring it back. Do you know how many young people don't even know what a negative is on like a film? I remember doing an event one time and a woman came as a special guest because she captured the spirit, the image of, of, of a ghost. Ooh. And it was on a you know, a film. Yes. And she wanted to show the negative along with the photo to show. Yes. You can't fudge this, right? Yes. Yes. And all these kids, and I mean kids, like even like teenagers would come in, but what, what is that? Like we live in a digital world. I was like gobsmacked. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, but that's, what this it's, is. It should be known if you're in working stuff. in a field that requires photography, you should know all the different mediums of it but it's not just when you're recording anything yeah but these are just people who came to the event to experience oh. we're talking Casaloma, right so oh okay. yeah yeah i i used to be their representative and we and, and used to do large events for them and they would come in because the photo was captured like back in the 70s mm. so on a film camera so she was trying to show it to all these young people and they were just like they didn't get it 
they, they didn't, didn't. Understand. No. No, no. So they didn't understand. Parents were like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> well, then I guess uh, trying to talk to them about daguerreotypes would be out of the question. Uh-huh, probably. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I think the old school, the old school recording equipment is unbeatable unmatched and you can't question it there are still you know speaking from my musician side there are still plenty of musicians who are you know who are either returning or doing a kind of a wonderful sort of an analog thing because it's warmer it's Mm -hmm. a warmer sound and it's not just digital information and you know so they're going back to the uh bare bones as it were but uh yeah i mean and then if you go by the stone tape theory goodness knows what we could be playing out there if we had the right lasers and such <laughs> right i love it the, the sounds of the sounds of the market in pompeii who knows you know i wonder <laughs> if you right? have the right scientific equipment which somebody we know does yes. what you'd pick up there i i think they're actually has been some solid research into that and you can you know look into it the stone tape theory is what this is generally you know um, yes. known about but i do believe that they some at some university somewhere they were able to get some sounds out of a grooved mm-hmm. uh, yes. a pot that was thousands yes. of years old i know that has happened it just requires it's all you know it's all uh, binary. It's all numbers. It's all ones it, it and zeros. Is. It yeah. is. I know we had a stonemason, Sean, Sean Williamson, um, on the show a couple times. And he was saying that he does a lot of repair work in some of the old cathedrals oh. in, in throughout uh, the UK and Europe, things like that. And and you can catch, because stone will resonate. It will retain mm-hmm. the sound. Mm-hmm. And they were able, he was talking to us about how you can actually get sound from a lot of these um, stone structures, mm-hmm. yeah, especially the I, nice round ones. Yeah, well, there's I amazing acoustics true. in that cathedral. Indeed, <laughs> amazing Indeed. acoustics, and it's purposely built that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the material, the porous material yeah. of brick, and the natural materials that are used, the marbles. I have yeah. to feel if these types of materials are going to be far more resonant than you know, like synthetic stuff. Oh, oh absolutely! You know. All the marble and the granite yeah. and that, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's sitting on shale. There's a reason that they, uh, you know, the um, who knows who dragged those. Uh, incredible stones from hundreds of miles away and created Stonehenge. There's a, they, there was a, you know, electromagnetic reason for what they were doing. Yes. And, um, you know, we don't understand it yet. We're so sometimes like, my goodness, we are so primitive and we're just in the, in the very dawn of even understanding you know beginning to understand space time and and Mm -hmm. things of that nature but i will say you know i think that and you know you've known me for years i'm not a a a fearful conspiracy conspiracy theorist person right but i i do i do believe from the many dear people that i've regressed who Mm -hmm. were involved uh either as as uh draftees into the secret uh secret space program but it exists it's real it's existed since uh, uh since truman 
And um, we do have incredible technology right now that could solve the world's, world's hunger. They could, but, you know, but the, you know, greed. greed. That would be lack, they lose yeah. control though, the whole yeah. That's system. it. That's it. And, and it's yeah. time, it's, it's, it's time for that old, I mean, they are so busted with so many people talking about their experiences, decent people. I mean, Randy Kramer told me, I mean, when, before he did his last little spate of things for Gaia, mm -hmm. he had to take three lie detector tests and he did. And he passed them all. Wow. I mean, this man That's has impressive. no motivation right. to, you know, telling his story essentially fabricate mm -hmm. this thing. Yes. And, you know, every time, and, you know, I've had him on the show, I've seen him in, you know, conferences every time that he does tell his story, although his lectures are not now always about that, he's very into his psionics training, but right. it's always the same. And when people lie, they change stuff. Right. Because they can't remember really what they said. And that's where, you know, what's his name got into so much trouble. The guy with the blue aliens. I'm not remembering his name yeah. right now. He was, uh, he's been, unfortunately, I think, uh, dare I say it, discredited to a certain degree. Right. Um, right. Uh, but um, it's, it is difficult. I mean, I think people mm -hmm. also, it takes a lot for somebody to come out and tell stories about their experiences but when you're going to that extra level of talking about space mm -hmm. programs and so on that makes it a lot harder because now you're throwing in the conspiracy thing you oh, are that and you're sticking the government under the bus it's sometimes true. people tell stories differently not because they're lying but because they might have been traumatized and taking it differently at a healing point yeah, but yeah, it's a any tough of one. that can happen. But you know, remember that many of the many of the people who have served in these esoteric alternative programs, mm -hmm. um, you know, believe that they are patriots. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm in agreement. There's a few people that have said this. I'm not the only one to say that. But I, I think the easiest way to get very compelling disclosure would be for the government to issue a blanket pardon or a blanket you know a bl some type of blanket protection right that these veterans and that's what they are they're veterans who have right. no rights right they're veterans without a va bill they're veterans mm -hmm. without health care and many of them you know complete these programs with various drug issues and and mm -hmm. mental health issues so yeah um it's and there not, are you yeah. know trillions of dollars <laughs> missing from the u.s treasury that nobody can account for not the right. republicans not the democrats trillions of dollars right that have gone into our uh, alternative high technologies in fact you know i'm i'm convinced that at least a chunk of the time when people are having visual sightings, right. they're seeing our own stuff. Oh, I, I agree. I you agree know. with you 100% on that one. Maybe I, more often than not, right, Michelle? Very I, possibly. Yeah, I do. I think so. I mean, what's interesting to me is everybody looks to the stars, you mm. know, for, for otherworldly beings. And a lot of times it's just, it's dimensional. A lot of times oh, it's just yeah. here with a thought. It's even a portal. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, why, yeah. why are we so drawn to to the stars? Is it conditioning, or is it there's is there something else? Like, it's a it must be some <clears throat> elemental, <clears throat> excuse me, genetic 
understanding mm -hmm. of how the plant was seeded that all cultures share on some mm -hmm. elemental level. It must be something that's in the etheric body, in the spiritual yeah. body, some kind of uh, incredible knowledge that we actually all carry. We're just not allowing ourselves to remember who the boop we are. <laughs> exactly. You know, I just, just like the way I did that. I said I was right. going to clean up my language on this show for you girls. I'm now beeping myself. That's okay. <laughs> you got the perfect timing, so we're good. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, that's a that's a big uh, that is a a huge question. But I I think that there is a longing, but you know, as Michelle brought up, I mean, what we're really starting to understand, and some of you know, some people like Grant Cameron are really going heavily into this. That what we mm -hmm. are talking about here are ultra-dimensionals and interdimensional travel yeah. and um you know there's not always a craft involved i think some of the beings that engage with us are able to manifest matter as they require it mm -hmm. and um there are portals and there are portals mm -hmm. everywhere we have geophysical portals that are natural and i think also some that have been created or enlarged or used you know in the superhighway right uh, very like um what is that <clears throat> what is that area where they have oh my goodness the it's a very creepy area it's uh they have uh it's something ranch and they have Skinwalker old, Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch, <laughs> yeah. where they have everything oh. that you can. They've got cattle mutilations. They've got yeah. you know geothermal. They've got everything. Yeah, flying witches. On. There's yeah. there isn't yes. anything that hasn't touched that property. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and the yeah. ancient peoples, the indigenous peoples, know it. They, mm -hmm. they, they knew that. That's why they, you know, they're not anxious to reclaim that property. I don't think. Aren't they? I, I believe what I understood. I don't know if I understood this correctly. That they don't mention it, and they, their tribes are pointed in a different direction. Oh, they yeah. won't even put it's their cursed. homes in that energy mm -hmm. flow. Yeah. Yeah. They believe it's cursed land. There was a a a uh, tribal you know, battle, war, encounter, and, oh. uh, you know, and the, the tribe that, that, that lost this, the, the right to this, that particular area of land mm -hmm. cursed it. And I mean, that would probably be some heavy duty directed mm -hmm. negative, negative energy. So, but at least that's how they understand what's going on there. It's the entire area though. It's the whole damn area. It I is, have to have wonder. Oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. Go. No, I was no, just okay. saying. There's I... another one called Blind Frog uh, ah. Ranch, not far from Skinwalker. It's down the whole mesa. You have to wonder if there isn't some type of geophysical. Um, That's I mean, really close. You know, some kind of huge like quartz mega structure, mm -hmm. or even you know, there's speculation that there is even some type of an active uh, base. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear so often about people being taken to in, in the scope yes. of these collaborative projects, taken to bases that are in the desert area and you go mm -hmm. underground and it's all there. So this is yeah. this is a uh, seems to be as and I have to even wonder, uh, you know, I've also heard about about these this high speed train system. This mm -hmm. magnetic train system that links major uh, bases together. Mm -hmm. Under and um, I've heard that. 
one, I've heard that. one wonders because it, it, it makes sense. They wouldn't go halfway. Look, if they were doing something like that, mm-hmm. especially with the unlimited money, they, oh. wouldn't go, they wouldn't go halfway. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, when you're looking, you know, people come to you and they're like, okay, I need answers. What are you looking for with respect to my lab and a mm. genuine contact? Like, what are the major differences? Well, um, a lot of people don't know. (laughs) I think the presence of trauma is far more common when someone has been involved in some of these, you know, gray human Mm -hmm. collaborative uh, uh, programs. Mm -hmm. Um, That is where we tend to see more, you know, uh, more torturous equipment used for this, that, and the other. Um, They, I have heard, the worst things I've ever heard, I will have to say, is, is that kind of thing. Now, I don't, automatically at all go looking for that because no, it's not so. um in the scope of probably i'm gonna say it's less than 10 percent interesting maybe, that's of actually scope of, good to hear yeah it's not nearly as as uh horrific as as you i mean it's horrific enough but it's yes. but uh most of the people that do come to see me are experiencers who have been lifelong experiencers who are having primarily positive or informative encounters with beings that are seemingly quite genetically related to us. In other words, there's a lot of, you know, Pleiadians and Arcturians and Mm -hmm. beings from the Lyran system who are Right. You know, loosely, I mean, they, these these beings can easily pass mm-hmm. on the street. I don't know if it's as easy for them to breathe and do all those different right. things that they do, but uh, they certainly um, have engaged with us and they're they're benevolent beings and they seem to be watching or monitoring um, specific people and it goes through family lines and I almost have to wonder if in some cases they aren't monitoring their own family lines hmm. and their own progeny because certainly there has been contact uh, going back to um, if you wish to go that far you know mm-hmm. the eras of Lemuria and or the or yes. Mu and, and yes. Atlantis yes. and that yes. these 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 super societies were in fact set up at a much earlier time than what we're talking about with the Anunnaki and beyond that much, much deeper um, into antiquity. And um, so I think, uh, I think, you know, we're the hybrids really. We are that we have nothing to be afraid of. We have, we are the hybrids and we have incredible skills that have been dormant simply because we have allowed ourselves to feel like lesser beings. Right. Well, part, I think part of it is conditioning from, yeah. the, from the time you're, you know, you're little, you go to school, you're, you're conditioning as parents. I mean, as to how they were conditioned, I always say like with a species with amnesia. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's with global, am- global amnesia. <laughs> global, yep. Yeah. Global amnesia and calcification. But most of the people who come to me have have began having experiences when they were really little, I would say. um, And because 
you know, language is limited. I'm going to say the age of two or three. Sometimes I they can recall sensations from a pre-verbal time, but that's pretty, that's when we start actually seeing them engage with beings and possibly going to have little encounters with, with other gifted children. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're taken on craft and they are, and, and they play little games, which then become other kinds of tutelage for, you know, psychometry and all, all telekinetic, telekinetic thing, all kinds of yes. stuff. Yes. The, and this is a com, this is a commonality. Like I would ask, um, um, I would ask some of my uh, peeps, you know, describe to me like the class let's say they're a little older now they're they're eight or ten year old mm. and mm -hmm. again they're having these experiences where they're actually they're in their physical bodies they're not in their etheric bodies when they're young it seems these really are very things. these are very physical experiences in the beginning that later morph into what i would have to call some dynamic form of astral projection yeah. some kind of bilocation that's probably a better word for it but at any rate so they will say well there are all kinds of there are all kinds of kids here and they're not afraid and they'll mm -hmm. describe that some of the kids look very human like them some of them obviously uh, have gray ancestry they have the large eyes and not much hair mm -hmm. there are high so you know the the little kids that are taken on board are no prejudices in, no and they're put yeah. into to classes with children that we must assume are being raised on board ship right because possibly i mean these hybridized um kids you know they they may or may not be able to uh exist in our earthly atmosphere no way of knowing but it seems to me that the ones that are more fragile or that can't do that probably spend their lives on board craft Right. And there will be a teacher. There's always a teacher. And <laughs> I heard about um, uh, one one gentleman has told me that he's had, you know, he's had this teacher that he really, really liked. And she was a very beautiful sort of hybrid being of some sort with blonde hair, but very tall and thin. And, and they were having a class on reproduction. Like, uh, like, um, but very scientific, nobody's laughing or freaking out. And I, and I, and I said, well, was it about, you know, human reproduction? And he said, well, it's more, it, it's more about, um, you know, how it works, um, uh, with DNA and, you know, egg. It, technical it's, side of things. Yeah. Right. And, and, there, and, that right. Was, and so there you go. So that's good. <laughs> So right. I wish I wish my son had gone to that. Instead, he came home in shock because Mrs. Timney had put a condom on a banana. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, wow. So, that, so that that was not under. I had to go into that a whole nother kind of girl. realm. A banana. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That ended. That Star ended up. The, the oh. I went to I went to Catholic school. We didn't see anything. <laughs> no, no, we oh. saw nothing. We had we had nuns in full drag. And do you, and do you, do you remember? Um, uh, I was telling somebody about this. Talk about not remembering negatives, photographs. But there was a big conference called Vatican II, where we, you know, with Pope Paul, and they they were going to yes. toss out all the old oh crap. All and, and I remember one day, you know, all the nuns are in full drag. The next day, they're in polyester leisure suits. <laughs> 
it was that dramatic. <laughs> so no more, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of nuns and priests just went casual at a that point. A lot changed after that. A so lot changed. We're real people. We're they real were trying, people. they were trying to, exactly. They were trying to not intimidate through their appearance and be more approachable. Yes, uh, very true. Yeah. Oh, I see this question up here. Mirror? Let me put yeah. my glasses on because it's yeah. get it. Yeah. Kathy Henley Little says, Are most of these abductions, do they have RH negative blood? A ridiculously high amount, a ridiculously high amount of experiencers, contactees, abductees, whatever you want to call them, do have RH negative blood. I myself have RH negative blood. Well, some RH negative people had, aren't abducted. Yeah. No, but I think I, I think what it is now it's it's important to remember that different blood types came, came into the human genome at different times. Mm -hmm. no, so O O negative blood is in fact the oldest blood grouping. So yeah. it it comes from some beings that did not have a relationship with with any sort of uh, evolution from simians. No, I'm I'm ORH negative. That's why I made the yeah. joke. I said not all of us have been abducted. Not all, but it is it is a trait of 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 people who probably. No, you're supposed um, to say no, Amelia. You've never been abducted. You're fine, no. honey. That you've was your never, cue. Okay, Leslie. you you're totally safe. You've Thank never you. been abducted. Just having RH negative blood does not necessarily mean See? that you're going to be abducted. I'm RH. I'm yeah. a contactee. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So there you are, but. But the numbers are really, uh, they mean the numbers are really high. It's ridiculous. Right. Now I ask people, I didn't even used to, now I always ask them. And, um, you know, and it's it's a super high percentage, right? right? Do, <clears throat> do these people who are RH negative that are like up there in the masses, upon masses, the high percentages of being abducted, or being abductees. Sorry, mm -hmm. I need to change That's the way all right. I word that. That's all right. We're um, in any no way coffee want. today. Like it's Fair killing me. Interest, it's yeah. okay, dude. Just whatever, however you want to say it. Whatever I love so you. <laughs> um, so I'm just wondering, are they being abducted by the same races? Well, I think we have to think in terms of many organizations okay. where there are, you know, of the good of the you know positive beings they collaborate with each other i have rarely heard about anyone who's had a lot of experiences where there weren't uh, weren't a variety of beings that came into the picture hmm. but and some of them uh now for instance the um you know the grays and i know we've talked about this before but oh, that's, i that's okay we have uh, a lot of new listeners so. okay <laughs> yeah. yeah it's my it's my feeling that Many of the greys are biologically engineered. They're more like cyborgs. They mm -hmm. don't seem to have a soul presence. And even when, you know, I will ask when I'm working in hypnosis, I will ask my client to uh, deliver a question to one of the greys or to try to get some information. I'm always saying, you can talk to them, just do it with your mind. And there are rarely complex thoughts there. 
Right. Like they may get a sentence or a word, but it's very, very different from communicating with, um, you know, a, a fully biological being, I think. So there's a lot of grays that are involved, particularly when um, people are being taken physically, mm. which, as I mentioned, is much more common uh, for youthful people uh, than it is as as the experiencer learns more and becomes really an adept and begins working side by side with the ETs on various projects to help humanity. Mm. So there is a real uh, positive uh, aspect to to all of this, it seems the goal is cooperation and helping us as we, you know, roll around in the primordial slime, you know, helping us to remember who we are, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, all of the disciplines that people are involved with, the spiritual disciplines, um, you know, yoga, there's a wide range of these things. They're all about remembering who you are. I believe. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that um, due to the fact that we have been suppressed so much and that our memories have pretty much been hijacked, um, I think they do come back in. And I think to a degree, they're trying to undo yes. a lot of that damage. But we've been I conditioned so. to fear them, to yeah. fear anything out of the norm. Yes, you know, and, and God fearing people. And, and I have to say, I'm just going to relay, I've, I've said this before on the air, but when I was about 14, um, a very liberal minded and very, you know, being my awareness and, and, um, I spidey senses as I call them. Well, my aunt who's very religious became very concerned. My mother's like, Oh, stop it. Mother and Parents yeah. saw things all the time. What's wrong with you? Anyway, they sent me to talk to the new hip priest on the block, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was an experience. And this man was telling me, he was he was actually pretty with it considering because he was younger. Uh -huh. But I'll tell you one thing that he mentioned, which we are living right now. He said the time will come where everything will be new age and there will be talk of extraterrestrials and everybody's going to want to be interested in extraterrestrials and UFOs and they have to realize just how bad this is. And right off the bat, it was of course leaning to, you know, Roman Catholicism, right? Cause so yeah. you have to be very careful because this is going to happen just Ooh. before everything else unfolds. That's the end and, times, the end right. times. And I'm sitting yeah. there 14 going, uh, no, 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 no. But I do think you I do think you yeah. really hit the nail on the head when you said it in some respect they're trying to undo either the damage that they did or that has been done. Yes. Because there's no question that our perception, our DNA, our DNA has been messed with and some say truncated. Right. So that it's very difficult. We can get past that aspect, but it requires, you know, quite a bit of spiritual dedication and natural talent, which is what I believe the ETs are really interested in. They're looking for their descendants who mm. have high PSI abilities mm. and whom they can talk to uh, mm -hmm. telepathically if they want to. 
mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the, you know, a lot of stuff going on is very uh, telepathic. And, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I, I did also want to say when you asked about, you know, these collaboration of beings, I know that, um, I don't know if you've ever had Daryl Anka on the show, but he channels a being called Bashar, who is a hybrid. I, I haven't, but yeah, I've explored the, yeah. It's, he's that. got a very, uh, that is, that is full trance channeling, which is something that, you know, we don't see all Very that often, often. Right. but um, his being Bashar um, it really lives in a massive mothership that is operated and peopled by a diverse group of mm. ETs. And by diverse, I'm saying there, there are insectoids who are mm-hmm. generally speaking very benign and loving beings believe really? it or not yes there are most of the insectoids i mean you hear bad stuff and About it's like mantis. everything yes. there are you know there are there are good people and bad people of and course. it's you know it's the yes. same thing but in general the mantis beings um engage very openly uh, and have done on many ships now they this is interesting they don't always show up themselves because wherever they wherever they emanate emanate from it's a tough trip and maybe there's not a vortex i don't know but they are very skilled at projecting a kind of holographic image right so some of the beings that we engage with are it's like they're using zoom i mean you know it's like why should i bother getting on the long island expressway when you know i I can can just do it like this that's right Right, so there is an aspect of that and the uh the insectoids seem to do that quite a bit which i believe uh i think randy kramer told me it's because of where their you know their location is quite quite distant now there are also all kinds of reptilian beings and it, tell us they, about those because that's a that's a 50 50 some people yeah. are i mean and there's a difference between the reptilians and the draconians yes people don't realize as there's that there is a difference yes. but some people say no horrific experiences other people like beautiful experiences it's hmm. it's like everything we're talking about. It completely, but I would have to say that the negative experiences are in in the tiny minority. They right. they've happened. Right. I'm not going to tell people. I will never tell someone or argue with them about what they experienced, right. because no. anything is possible in this massive um, uh, matrix. Anything's possible. Right. But I do know, you know, for a fact that we even have treaties with various um, reptilian groups. Hmm. And we may even have some of that type of DNA in us as as well. I, I believe I, we do. I yeah, think absolutely. we do. I think, um, but yes. I think we are extremely um, squeamish about anything that is not mammalian I, in I origin. I think reptilians are the closest looking to anything demonic and that could be why as well. Yeah. And maybe that maybe seeing them has even inspired the idea of mm-hmm. of the devil represented in that way. Sure, mm-hmm. you know it's possible, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, you know they 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 look scary, but they uh, to us. But just like everything else, there are there are planets of them that are wonderful. And mm-hmm. as you said, the Dracos, that's something else. I believe they're shapeshifters, and that's another kind of thing that is very frightening and they're ancient or, again they're ancient in the extreme or could it, be, they- could it be that they're just projecting 
what they want. Yes, because there's see. they're psionic masters. Yeah, I would think that would be a little bit easier yeah. than the physical shape shift. They're per se. And, exactly. And I'll pretend to understand, you know, yeah. or 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 Are the, what is they that do, the race? Sorry, is that the race that we believe was here before us, or the insectoids? I I think that the uh, I think that the reptilians go very back, very far back to the origins of humanity. There's there have been so many ancient encounters with them and of course also mm -hmm. you know if you just look at the you know hieratics and the and the art in mesoamerica and actually all over the world thailand mm -hmm. there yeah. are a lot of reptilian beings that seem to be pictorialized mm -hmm. and are and are part of not in a frightening way no, but no, they're no. part of the mythology or the so yeah. um you know who knows i mean i've uh, there are even um I've heard some people, some experiencers talk about aquatic beings, yes. you know, and, and yes. here we're talking about, you know, essentially mermaids and, and this, this yes. aquatic beings who apparently were um, a part, uh, a, a very integral part. Uh, I know there's a, a being called Oanis, who was a half fish, half man, who was deified as a god in, in, mm -hmm. in Greek times. But um, I was doing a, a past life, regression once and someone went way back to Egypt when it was a colony of Atlantis before you know there were there were hybrid pharaohs etc and this person said that the entire area where the sphinx is and that there was another sphinx next to it was like a huge reflecting pond a big water place that was lush and wonderful and the aquatic beings could be there and live there uh, you it, know it would make sense if they were part of atlantis yeah i believe they were i believe yeah. they're just another uh, another type of being and that there are still aquatic beings that mm -hmm. that we engage with um mm -hmm. now one one type of being that i've i've heard I've heard about an awful lot when I'm uh, working with someone and bringing them back to their childhood experiences um, is a type of being. I think it might be a, a type of a gray in the way its structure is, but it has it has brown skin, almost like a I've reptilian. And yeah. um, and um, the kids call them sometimes the brown doctors. And I, in other information that I got when I was able to have a client engage in conversation with one of these beings, they are the master geneticists of our quadrant of the universe. Wow. So they are often involved with um, nothing, nothing painful or bad, but just looking at kids and you know, testing them and all, you know, benign kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but they go to great pains to make sure that the kids don't see them. They, oh. uh, they wear, you know, like what you would call commonly like a monk-like cassock with yeah. a hood, you yeah. know, that's part of their normal, you know, dress and they, and they don't want to frighten anyone and they're really concerned about it. So if they're walking a, a child, 10 or 12, you know, down the hall, it'll always be, there'll be one on either side and they stay out of the periphery at all times. And they probably use other technology too, to, to right. not be, 
right. for, you know, a memory suppression, possibly, who knows. But they are the geneticists, um, the expert geneticists of, mm. you know, our corner of uh, the universe. And, and that's, that's not what I would normally think. I would have thought, right. oh, somebody beautiful and some kind of leering, you know, these are the people that really have it. Well, right. apparently right. not. These guys are the experts. Wow, that's fascinating. The brown doctors. <laughs> yeah. So you say memory suppression. Uh, I mean, you hear about that more on, from a military level. Why would mm. would these beings want to suppress memories when they're trying to wake you up at the same time? This is a pretty uh, common question, so I want to pose it. Yes, yes. Um, and I've and I've certainly spent a lot of time thinking about that very thing. The only thing that I can say that seems to make sense is I think they are really trying to not mess with our day-to-day third-density lives. Mm. And they are, in many cases, trying to protect us Mm -hmm. from processing an experience that might be too much for us to handle. But my my personal belief is there are no memory blocks that work forever. And in fact, the things that the government has done, you know, the Mm -hmm. the memory blocks blocks that they have devised and reverse engineered. um, I heard someone very high up in the space program say, well, we didn't, we only, we only made them to work for 20 years. That's what we did, which is the real, which is the reason I'm sure that I see so many, so many people come to me who are starting to have memories come back in midlife. Right. That's, that makes it, perfect sense. I think it's, there can be no other reason. And <clears throat> the, and we can make these, we can dissolve these memory blocks. Mm. The only thing that can keep them from not dissolving is if, if, is if the client or the hypnotic subject is in a fearful state. Right. And I, if I sense any kind of fears going on that are not controllable, I stop the whole process right there. Right. You know, uh, because someone has to be ready and I won't, it's like forcing open a flower or something, mm-hmm. you know, I won't, I won't do that until the person is ready. And that does happen mm-hmm. where people come to see me. They, they, um, you know, I always do like a, if I'm going to do a regression process of any kind, um, I do a big thorough intake, as you know, but I will often do a little um, session just to see, um, I'll have them, you know, come to my space or for working on Zoom. I'll do a little session to see how receptive they are to the hypnotic process. And that will really tell me everything that I oh, like a light. Know. Yeah, <laughs> does I that know. Tell you, what does that tell you? I'm out like a light. Yeah, I've been hypnotized before for therapy, so I'm just curious. I go out so fast. I can fa- fall out watching a movie with. Yes, people. I'm opposite. Yes, watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like this, and I'm me. like. I go Boom. in and I want to be, and I'm aware of everything. That's yeah, fully aware of everything. I'm just like you are aware I'm, when you're under. And I'm just like. Yeah, sure. I don't even think this is working. <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't feel I from, you know, mm-hmm. obviously how you learn to do this is you let 
Yeah. All the students hypnotize you all the time, all day. Right. Oh, <laughs> so, my gosh. So, so, really you know, I've, I've been through that. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'm awake to the whole darn thing. But it's yeah. just like, I'm not saying information doesn't come out. I'm just aware. It's very aware. People, will, uh, people are, are naturally comfortable in different stages of mm. trance. And as long as I can get eye lock, which means if I can, if I can, you know, convince you that you can't open your eyes. As long as I can do that, right? Uh, that's my little litmus test. Then right. I can I can <laughs> go go into the rest of it. Now, some people in regression are. It seems as if they're very very conscious, but they're not. Right. They're in an altered state, but the information is just like flowing out. Right. Some people are really. Uh, I should say, slow verbal processors. So I will ask a question or whatever it is I'm doing, and then there will be a big, eh, 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 like a big lag between when they respond. Now, that's the hardest thing for me to work with. Right. Because I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to rush them. And yet we have to get through a process. Right. So, but <clears throat> the way people, the way people, um, you know, uh, move through hypnosis is, is highly individual and just because it feels like you're awake doesn't mean doesn't you're not mean you in are. there yeah right. in fact we um right. you know there's there's another type of technique that i use often especially for you know any kind of addictive issue just in my regular you know yes. hypnotic yeah. life and that's neurolinguistic programming and sometimes we even call it waking hypnosis because the 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 person doesn't have to be in what we would call a typical trance for it to work. So I use a lot of that with kids too, because right. it's very right. hard to get them to settle down sometimes. Mm -hmm. They you don't know. understand it. I think no. for me being a medium and a remote viewer that I pass out easily because I'm so used to going you go to there. a different place. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly where to go. So I'm a dream client, Leslie. Like I'm out the minute you start by three. I'm like, gone yeah. try to put I'm me under anesthetic I'm like, and i'm no. wide awake <laughs> do yeah. it again can you get well, this amelia i'm like sure either I'll, way is I'll okay. go there for you <laughs> either Hi. way is okay believe yeah. me it's really okay you just you just know where to go and you choose to I go trust there whereas you know it. i think that michelle just by knowing her i think that she is a more analytical person and she is you know, and 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 doesn't want I to want miss it, out, though. and doesn't want to miss out. Well, you get it. You can't. You'll be, have. No. We'll have to hypnotize you through me. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, for me, both. I'm just like no, no, no. Do it. I want to go. <laughs> 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 just, you know, I don't know. Um, our dear oh, friend okay. Sherry. What does Sherry? What is Sherry going to ask friend. me? She okay. asks, "Do you feel oh. that going through hypnosis as an abductee helps trauma or make it worse?" I hope you're okay, honey. Oh well, yeah. what I will say about that is, knowledge is power, right. and um, I think that it's important to remember that by the time someone comes to me, and um, you know, I am in school to you know finally be certified as a psychotherapist, but I'm a, I'm a hypnotherapist. I don't have the you know medical credentials to uh, do a lot of stuff that right. that a doctor would do. So many times, by the time someone sees me, they have exhausted what I would call traditional uh, mental health 
protocols. They've probably seen psychologists. They may have even had some, you know, um, uh, treatment for like some ketamine treatment for depression. I mean, who knows? They've they've tried yeah. usually everything, but these people have sleep disturbances. They have they have dreams that are not really dreams, but they're recollections. Mm. They may still be having active physical experiences. They may wake up with marks on their body and bruises that don't make any sense. So many mm. times these dear people have have become so discouraged that they really believe that they're losing their minds. Mm -hmm. They really yeah. do. And um and so the great beauty I have to call it beauty because the beauty of human trans it's a beauty of human transformation when we get in there and they understand that they are a very special person and sometimes they even remember that their siblings have been taken along with them mm. or maybe their grandma you know that everything always comes out but then it's put into perspective and they think well I'm I'm just special and I can integrate this into my life the idea is to um, to really stimulate the idea that they are very sane people, in pro fact, probably more sane than other people because of what they are mm. learning and doing, and that it's okay to integrate these experiences into your life in a healthy way. And um, to me, you know, I have a lot of, you know, there are a lot of techniques for releasing trauma if people have had a traumatic experience and as i said it's not common but it has happened mm -hmm. um i have all uh, the same kind of techniques that i use for people you know like police officers with ptsd mm -hmm. the same type of techniques that i use for relieving that type of trauma i use right mm -hmm. um you know within within the parameters of mm -hmm. my training and my licensing Right. And there's a mar there are some marvelous techniques. There's a, a new technique called EMDR, which has to do with rapid eye movement. It's it is incredible for for dissolving trauma. So mm -hmm. I think the future of mental health may be more related to these new therapy techniques rather than just the use just the use of medications i mean it's uh, i i am in fit don't i'm not an anti-medication person by any means but mm -hmm. the, the it's just fact, another technique yeah basically. and the fact is that yeah you know 50 percent of the people who are taking antidepressant medication are getting absolutely no value from it so mm -hmm. we have to rethink uh, the whole thing about the serotonin uptake inhibitors, and it was a step, but I think we have to go beyond that because it does not, it, it is not a panacea for mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, for depression? No. Yeah, it is not. And we have other techniques that are, that are really heralding a, a new future that will be less narcotic involved. Mm -hmm. Less psychotropic drugs, more interesting therapies based on what we know about how the brain works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I have both. I suffer from depression seasonally mm -hmm. and and I always suffer from anxiety. And just recently I had to up my meds and I was very disappointed because I worked so hard to lower them. Mm -hmm. But when I look at what doses just add, I'm like, this is a joke. Like I can handle it at this point where I couldn't so many years ago. And I think people have to know themselves as well 
they're mm-hmm. going through it. But I agree with you that the anti-depression way, and I'm not going to say it in a way that we get pulled because <laughs> I'm not a doctor and I'm not mm-hmm. giving medical advice. I'm mm-hmm. saying from my no, own opinion yeah. that it's not always the right way to go. Not it doesn't for everybody. work for everybody. Some people get, I found that it was too numbing for yeah. me. Some mm-hmm. people feel very mid-rangey. On that, you know, it's very, that's a typical complaint. So, you know, not only, so it's a thing that, that doctors will use because it can be amazingly helpful. It can save people's lives. Absolutely. Especially if you're at the point where you're not functioning and you're not moving, you do need that. Well, people have stopped making serotonin because of stress and other factors they've stopped. So what we do in, in, in hypnotherapy and other types of therapy is we teach people how to release their own endorphins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that actually works amazingly well. We teach people how to uh, create on demand a uh, endorphin release. And we also teach them how to disrupt negative neural pathways hmm. uh which is you know so which are the perfect places neural pathways are created by fear and anxiety and we can mm-hmm. disrupt we can disrupt those neural pathways That's awesome. and create hmm. new neural pathways literally replace the bad feelings with the good thing feelings i mean it's it's all possible because the right. human mind the human mind and human psyche are absolutely amazing i am always surprised never bored and um i can't think of anything more fascinating than than what i do it's amazing it is it's fairly interesting and i'd I'd like to see people more people embrace it a little bit i can see why people have a certain fear people fear the unknown here's another one uh dolly hi dolly how are you hello Um, Dolly asks, have you ever met someone who is aware psychically at all times? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have. I've, I've met some people who are incredibly psychic and, and also hypervigilant. Kind of a bad duo combo thing <laughs> there. So Because they are hyper aware all the time. But... Um, Many times those individuals do have issues with anxiety because they're so open and the nervous Mm. system can only take so much. You can only run so much current electricity through the neural network, you know, Mm. and, and sometimes you write that down for my doctor. (laughs) (laughs) It's like data on Star Trek. You can, you can't overload his, the neural network. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's and, a lot. and it will, and it does, it, it people get overwhelmed. They mm-hmm. do, you know, we, we get live, burnt out. we live yeah. in very, a very complex society. And of course, in the past, people certainly had worries and concerns, but there were fewer of them. There right. was, you know, fire, eat food, you know, I mean, it was, but different we times have, we have uh you know, a million concerns, you know, there. right. Well, we got Dr. Google too, which doesn't work. Yeah, well, you know, it's it it's there you go. But at least, uh, but so that's kind of what I do. I use. Uh, I have never had an experience where relieving trauma and ex- and guiding with love and protection the person through their past experiences, and then helping them to amalgamate those experiences into their life. I have mm-hmm. never seen anything but 
a mm. much happier person. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, so I'll back up a little bit as far as we got talking about people coming forward, whistleblowers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Um, why now? Do you think that this is all coming to light? I mean, many people suspect what's going on out there, but we don't know for sure. Indeed. So you have people yeah. risking their lives. You have people who are who are just like, no, this is going on, and this is not necessarily ET, but yet ET will work in conjunction with. Oh yeah, and some ETs are not that are not nearly as morally concerned as others. Exactly. It's a, so the um, you know I think we have to <clears throat> bear in mind that many of the whistleblowers now are are extremely elderly, yeah. and are now there have been a lot of what I call you know deathbed confessions, many of them in the mm -hmm. last while. So I think finally these individuals feel more guilt about not being honest with the American people than they do worry for mm -hmm. their, you know, for their own safety. They don't, they're past caring. They don't, they don't give a boop anymore. Mm -hmm. right. So, right. <laughs> but uh, I right. think that's part of it. But to really get to the nitty gritty, I think we have to look back to um, the 1950s, just the post-war period right. and look at the Roswell crash, right. which was not one crash, but three crashes, bodies and beings were recovered. And it seems to me when things changed, that, that was point. it. That's when things did change. And right. that was the beginning of uh, a, a long relationship between those particular types of greys mm -hmm. from the Zeta reticulite system. I mean, mm -hmm. the guys that examined Betty and Barney Hill, those are the Zeta right. reticulite Zetas. So they, um, um, they made a deal with uh, Truman at the mm -hmm. time. It's called the Truman Agreement and said, well, you know what? We're going to give you some tech that you can handle that, you know, is going to really improve your technology, your lives, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And in exchange, we are having, you know, really ridiculous fertility problems. We can't reproduce. And can we just examine a few of your people? Not very many. Just examine a few of your people. A million. People. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was, and, and nothing, nothing yeah. was, In nothing, one state. I know. <laughs> and like nothing 1%. was said, right. <laughs> nothing oh was God. said about taking sperm and ova right. and, and, and fertilizing and using women as incubator. And nothing was said about any of that kind of horror show mm -hmm. that happened. But that was a direct result of Truman's agreement and what they did with this tech, which involved things like, um, fiber optics, uh, integrated circuits, uh, Velcro, of course, mm -hmm. uh, all of this tech was parceled out to different, um, firms like the, like the, the skunk works and, you know, mm -hmm. the Hughes, the Hughes operate, it was all parceled out and was being, um, engineered, reverse engineered under mm -hmm. what they called the Department of Foreign Technology. Well, it was foreign. All right. right. I'm, I think to this day, probably most of the people who worked on the reverse engineering of those things. And it was also the, the, the tin, uh, the tin that was flexible and resumed its position, mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. I think they thought they were dealing with tech from the USSR because that was the beginning of the cold war. I don't think those people ever had any idea that the Hughes skunk works had 
alien tech. But if anyone out there is really um, interested in this particular uh, particular time period mm -hmm. in, in our history and really, you know, the ground zero of mm -hmm. how we perceive ET contact. Um, uh, Colonel Philip Corso wrote a wonderful book. He's now passed, but it was called The Day After Roswell. Right. And uh, if you're interested in that time, that book, uh, Colonel Corso can explain it a lot better than I can, but that's right. the little thumbnail right. version. So um, the government, as far as we know, is still dealing with zeta reticulites they they turn up all the time in uh military and humanoid uh collaborative projects shall we say right right okay well i mean it makes sense i mean we're we're in the age of disclosure and of course you know the military or the united states are just like no we don't think we want to do it and it's you know to my knowledge you're the only country that really hasn't Oh, yeah. You know, everybody else has come forward. So yeah, it tells you yeah. that there's definitely, you know, I'm, sure I'm going to have their reasons, but I think it's great that people are coming forward. And I, I, I think also with hypnosis, you know, people are, if they can let go of the fear, it helps mm -hmm. them that way. But I think mm -hmm. it also helps to get the story out. Lisa mm -hmm. was on the show, Lisa Savoy. Oh, Lisa. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and, you know, she was on and and it really felt therapeutic, oh, you know, yeah. the, her just retelling her story. Yeah, yeah. You know, she, so. she's, uh, she's ha is another, you know, lifelong experiencer. Mm -hmm. with uh, more experiences that I could shake a stick at, you know, I worked with her a lot and, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, got her the, to the point where she was able to even to write about her experiences. Mm -hmm. right. And, um, you know, it's, uh, she's had quite, quite a situation. I mean, she has a very special attachment to one particular ET that she calls Angie because she thought she looked like an angel when, she first, when she first <laughs> came to take her when she was a little girl. And yeah. in some ways, she feels more emotionally attached to Angie and mm -hmm. some of the people that she engages than she than she does to her own uh, physical family on planet Earth. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's interesting. Um, Tamara has a question. Amelia? Yes, sure. Hi, Tamara. Tamara asked, do you not think the internet and cell phone was a turning point in the government's having to admit UFOs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Boy, do I ever. You know, I mean, there's not a not a boot thing that they can do because we are you know we are operating on alternative media and and dispensing information now certainly you know you have to be probably selective but uh, but absolutely the the ability to get the information out for people to engage and talk in forums and i mean it's every internationally yeah. internationally no more boundaries no boundaries of country mm -hmm. um i think it's absolutely magnificent i also think that every advancing culture has probably passed through some stage of technology like this, like mm -hmm. the, just shy of telepathy. I mean, we can practically communicate at the speed of thought. Right. Um, so it's just shy of that. It's a, I, I, I think of it as, as uh, 
as psychic training wheels that right. we're on right now. <laughs> but I think that there is enough evidence that supports that technology, uh, the Anunnaki had computers, they had mm -hmm. integrated circuits, they had uh, programs, uh, EMs, they called them. So mm -hmm. it's there's no question that um, advanced societies have reached a technology point and it destroyed some of them. <clears throat> but not all of them. And mm -hmm. maybe, maybe many of us have had past lives in some of these um, disastrous uh, things that happen to other civilizations. Mm -hmm. And we are here to make sure that it doesn't happen again, because mm -hmm. you can have both. You can have beautiful technology that doesn't harm the earth yes. and you can be grounded in, in, in the earth and have real values. And mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's, it's, there's, you don't have to go crazy with mm. the tech and the greed. Right. You just don't. But they you know? will. What what do you make of the apocalyptic dreams, in your opinion? Because have you regressed a lot of people who have these apocalyptic dreams? Some people believe mm. this is when we all left Mars, you know, because there's a lot of red red sand, you know, that's like like people disaster have, survival. People have had experiences like that right. i mean there was you know there was a point where mars just had its its atmosphere ripped away and it was a colony you know so um yes i would have to say people have um sometimes even held a lot of trauma about passing through an incredible apocalyptic disaster um anyone who's anyone who survived it or was killed yeah. by it i mean i i have fr frankly in past life regression, it's something that does come up. And it's not only, you know, it's not only apocalyptic, but people will go back to, you know, horrendous wars and, you know, just horrendous stuff that we have done to each other. Mm -hmm. But yes, I would have to say that uh, extraterrestrial um, disasters are things that have certainly been recalled i mean there right. will there are people that come in and once i get them in they, they will tell me that their real home is this other planet that right. they chose to come here and be here now in a physical body because of the amazing things that are going to happen mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like the grand experiment right and um but their heart and their soul and their desire to and some people cry in the chair from homesickness Mm. This is something that is not unusual. You know, I get that just from thinking of of other lives feeling so. I find oh. a lot of experiences feel completely out of place here. They, they don't do. belong in this time. They don't belong in this yeah. space. They know something's not right. They have a sense of mourning yeah, and longing. Do. And yeah. they don't know where it comes from. It took me a long time to cope with that feeling that void. Yes, mm. it is a real thing. And there is an awful lot of longing for home, for for love that is pure and, you know, for for people who don't hurt each other. And it's it's it, there. Mm. These are very sensitive. These are very sensitive people and sensitive souls in a very harsh place. And they're in a harsh place. This is I call it the cruel yes. school. Yeah, this is the cruel cry. school. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this is a harsh cruel school but mm -hmm. we're here to help clean up the mess we're here to help our fellow man mm -hmm. and help a lot of dear souls mm -hmm. step into their own light right and i believe it will happen i we may not see it 
significantly in our lifetime, but things are definitely on the move. Right. And um, there, there will be complete exposure of what our governments have done. There, that will happen. And, you know, an interesting thing I think about even even the Pope, you know, has and this is a big deal. You know, even the Pope has come out and said that beings on other planets are simply another part of God's creation and in no way um, uh, are a threat to mm -hmm. our spiritual beliefs. Mm hmm. And he's well, come out and said that. And, uh, but he should, because how, you know, you, you talk about the creator and source being all, creating all. But so many people limit themselves to this one little planet. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, if you, you're a source, you're everything. You would create everything. If that's the belief system, then don't limit it, you know. like yeah, I think it's out of fear that they don't look at it. Well, sure. there, you know, and remember, a lot of a lot of people who are devoutly following a religion are not necessarily uh, educated, um, you know. And we've got, you know, our our man, uh, the Pope, is a, um, you know, he's a, he's an astronomer, right? Yeah, you know, that he's one of the uh, uh, is he a Paulist or he's no, he's from, um, oh golly, anyway. It's the, he's, he's a very, very educated man. Now, a while ago, and I don't know if you gals saw anything about this. I have been hard pressed to find evidence of it ever since I saw a story online, I believe I saw. Mm -hmm. um, apparently they were, um, not long ago, they were doing some renovations at the, um, at the Vatican and discovered in burial they discovered uh, a number of bodies that were clearly not human wow yeah and then wow. we and then we heard nothing about mm -hmm. it i didn't it hear was, anything about this it wow. was this was years ago too it was completely um before happened like that far back leslie it was before, before pope, it was before pope francis, pope francis. It, it, mm. was, it was in the time of pope john paul actually no it would have been hidden yeah yeah so it was it, it came out and then and then was hidden but my feeling is that at the vatican um there there is a lot more going on than mm -hmm. We may have thought. Well, there's a reason why it's a city that's it's, it's a country. It's its do. own country. People don't yeah. realize that. Mm -hmm. They're like the Vatican's not a country. Uh yeah, it is. Google search yeah. it. And mm -hmm. it also has its own police force. They lock their gates. Yeah. I think it's about 10 o'clock at night, so you yeah. can't enter the city. That's right. Um, it they don't they do not abide by the Italian law. It's completely different. No, they're autonomous, they're a principality yeah. like Monaco. They yes. are, yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of what they're like. But yes, yeah. and I think that they have been involved. Uh, I think they've been involved with ETs since the very Absolutely. beginning. Absolutely. Well, they, they have, they have evidence telescope? of that. You can find it. Oh, yeah. It's there. They definitely oh, yeah. have it. Well, so they also, and then you have to remember the great artists that, you know, came from there as well that had put them in their artwork. And oh, they're in a lot, they're in a lot of. There are a lot of artwork. One of them. Yeah. Da Vinci yeah. was yeah. was huge on the cosmos. Da Vinci was huge, but yeah. they all are all the artists of that time. You have to remember too when people say, Oh, how is that possible? Think about the population, how small it was there then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about how 
much time they had on their hands. <laughs> okay. Time to notice things. Because that's a big one. Michelle just, talks about just, that all the time, just, just with spirits. Look around the world. I mean, hi, you know, yeah. hieroglyphs, petroglyphs, ancient structures, monuments, mm -hmm. out-of-place artifacts. I all could over the go place. on and on and on and on. You just you can't. There's no discounting it, you know. No. Vatican pumps a lot of money into astrology, oh, hence yeah. the telescope Lucifer. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of money. It's endless. Mm -hmm. So they can do a lot of research. They don't have to rely on funding. It's no. all there. That's right. So literally, the sky's the limit for real. <laughs> well, yeah, they've Lucifer been originally. He's the giver of light. That's why they named yeah, him. That's, right. that's why they the, named it Lucifer. The bringer of yeah. light. Yeah, we just yeah. react to that name unfortunately no, for sure of, for sure but it's, yeah. it's just a bringer of light no, um so what was i going to say some other thing about the, the um about the pope well actually again we're talking about um a you know when you talk about the vatican uh you're talking about the beginning of the christian church there is so much um what, what was the word? There's so much pagan stuff in there. That's how ancient it is. In fact, in fact, uh, oh, you'd be interested in this, you guys. There, you know, communion sure. as we know it, uh, communion, right. um, has its origins in an Egyptian festival, uh, not festival, an Egyptian ceremony, very serious, okay. where they made um, little cookies that looked like the body parts of Osiris, little okay. hands, little feet, right. little heads, and you would have a blessing and you would take one of these little pieces of Osiris's mm -hmm. body and eat it. That's right. That's so right. that lays over over that press paper that we get. <laughs> Do <laughs> not come at me. Atlantis. I am Roman Catholic. Do not come at me. It goes me. back to Atlantis. No. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it goes way back. So let's face it, the church every time they 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 you know they amalgamated everything. Every time they would come into a region take it over, they would take parts of that it was a good way of integrating the cultures but i mean we're you know just just walk up to the vatican and then you just get to see you know like things you would not expect to see it's, there like molech <laughs> for yeah, one yeah. let's talk about molech yeah let's talk yeah. about the auditorium which is the head of a serpent which people yeah. don't realize serpent means knowledge again we're talking about that iconography of the yeah. reptilian uh, which sometimes mm -hmm. means dna as in the caduceus you know the That's medical right. symbol with dna scrolling on the staff you know we it's it's uh, it's all there to be seen but it also means knowledge mm -hmm. yeah like mm -hmm. like how much information has just been misinterpreted or the, you know they just they just didn't Oh. let's face it you had to be educated everybody could read so you had to well, rely even, on people the, the people who followed the bible way back when couldn't read it well that's true and the i mean the bible you want to talk about an editing mess i mean it's been translated retranslated missed, through through books lost out, in translation through books in yeah. yeah completely lost in translation yeah. well, when I mean, people say to me have you ever read the bible i'm like which one which yeah. one yeah which well, one right? because yeah. i went to school it was old testament so which one are you asking because i have true. no clue what's in the new one no, i actually, own one but i've never yeah. read it <laughs> the most accurate um i think 
Old Testament uh, uh, history comes from, you know, the Holy Quran, because it was passed as an oral tradition without mm -hmm. edits or rewrites. So mm -hmm. the thing that's kind of fascinating about that is you can look at a story that maybe in, in our Christian Old Testament, you know, is like two lines. And the version in the Quran really gives like the details. Right. And so it's a it's probably far more mm -hmm. accurate than uh, and the Torah. But being it's older than Christianity as well. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like people don't realize Christianity is is relatively new on the grand scheme of of um, not, not everything's a religion. You know, it's a, it's a mm -hmm. way of life as well. But I mean, it's, it's a baby, yeah. you know, 300 A.D. I mean, you have traditions that go back way further oh goodness yes right yes absolutely um, absolutely there's a lot of know. there's a lot of misunderstanding with symbolism as well with the not i mean we were talking about the vatican but saint peter was crucified upside down people take mm -hmm. it and they make all kinds of stories with that the reason why he was crucified upside down was because he didn't feel worthy of jesus christ that's right and, and that's asked it. to be crucified mm -hmm. upside yes. down yes and i'm like stop it. making it something that it's not yeah. yeah you know um here's a comment from dolly that amelia can get and then i've got a yeah. question pertaining to it please okay dolly says we have all lived all over the universe i agree dolly Okay, hence the question, have you regressed anyone who has said to you, no, I I have a life here? Because I, I, I'm totally on board with, yes, we mm -hmm. can reincarnate anywhere. It doesn't have to be back here. Have you encountered anyone who's like, no, I'm from out the, this way? Oh, all the time. Ah, I mean, that's, that, that happens, <laughs> right. that happens all the time. It's beautiful. just like what we were talking about before, so you know, and, and people will recall their home world or, or where they spent um, significant lifetimes and they will be homesick and they will even remember their pets and they mm -hmm. will just, and, and sob. So it, yes, yes. it is. It's not imagination. It, it's these not a are, time as much as it is a place. Yes. I yes. love that. It's, it's not always, so much a time as a begin? place. It's yeah. always that question. Where did it yeah. all begin? Well, you know, we there's the scientists mm. like the theory of panspermia right now, that all kinds of DNA was in microscopic life that, you know, hit the planet through um, uh, meteor crashes. But mm. uh, myself, personally, I... Uh, um, I think it's uh, a lot more involved in that. I think probably mm -hmm. that the highest form of of life, I mean, humanoid type life that was mm -hmm. natural mm -hmm. would have been uh, Neanderthal or the mm -hmm. Denisovans or something yes. along those yeah. lines. But the emergence of Cro-Magnon man mm -hmm. was overnight. Yes. It was overnight. Mm -hmm. And Cro-Magnon man, even though, um, you know, the behaviors would probably be different, it was, is un, uh, it would mix right in with us. I mean, we, there wouldn't be anything that would be odd about mm -hmm. the way that person, that being is constructed. Right. So that, that happened overnight. It's, there is a true, you know, there's a whole missing link thing that mm -hmm. is for sure um, um, a valid point. There is a big chunk of evolution mm -hmm. that is missing. Out of now, this world intervention, I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And mm -hmm. um, we, I think that the, the Sasquatch beings, uh, the Yeti, all and all of the mm -hmm. rest of the, those uh, cryptids are very special 
beings who may even be interdimensional themselves. Yes, yes. I mean, too many people have seen them beamed down out of spaceships and beamed up. Mm -hmm. and, portals uh, even, just portals. in and out of portals. Yep. Just, you know, that makes yep. so much sense to me. Yep, um, yep. We're going to take a quick break, station and oh, sponsor we were doing IDs. station IDs, right? They I know we are. had a discussion, but I didn't know if it was. Yeah. <laughs> just making sure. This is what happens when you miss some shows. You just really lose your dingling. Anyway, so you are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 107.7 FM, as well as 105.3. That's the Gulf Coast, Michelle. I have to change that as well as on the Roku channel. Our returning guest tonight is our girl. I was going to say our girlfriend. Because it feels like a girl's night, you know, sitting here yeah. and talking. The three of us are a lot of trouble. Just saying. <laughs> and the topic of we're, we have Leslie Mitchell Clark with us tonight and we love and adore her she's oh, close to you. home and always in our hearts and mm -hmm. everything she shares with us is so amazing we just love having her tonight we're discussing different extraterrestrial races as well as her hypnotherapy practice and past life rege regression pardon me i am tongue-tied too much salt <laughs> at dinner if you are just tuning in no worries because you can stream our archives on any platform that you normally use. Remember to click like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to share us with your friends and family. Start by searching United Public Radio and then The Outer Realm. A huge thank you to the wonderful people at Folgers Coffee Ooh. for your continued support in sponsoring our show Four day years. one and continuing. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Our fabulous banner and promo media. Thank you to Steve McGinnis, who is a horror illustrator. He's a fantastic artist and he he creates commission pieces as well. So check him out on Facebook and social media. Um, and next, I'm losing it. Sorry. <laughs> Loving our intro. Sometimes we can't get that outro in because our show goes in for a little bit past the point. But thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon. Justin Snicker is an award-winning composer, vocalist, and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp. Stream him on any platform that you use. You can find Dr. Snick on Facebook and Instagram. And as I've been mentioning the last couple months, you can use his music in your stories on social media now, which is really cool. But he posts some really cool little video clips with his music if you follow him on instagram if you don't you should be ah. now if you're watching us on facebook live or youtube make sure to take that cursor over move that little arrow and hit like and subscribe and don't forget to share us with your friends and family then we're back all right <laughs> it's a Hello. long one it's Hello. a long one especially when you've missed two weeks it's like I know somebody's been slacking off taking two weeks. Yeah, it's like, and then I had too much salt at dinner, and like your mouth, you know what that like you can't eat heavy and then speak. No, on a microphone. Indeed. Well, I my I was just I was talking about somebody about the way I way we ate in the fifties and the speaking of salt, the way uh, you know, like my mother cooked. My mother, God bless her, she really believed that frozen vegetables were better for you 
than fresh mm-hmm. ones because they got them right at the right time. Yeah, and I remember hearing that. And I'd say, oh, but mom, these things, they just taste like shit. She said, that's okay. Let me get some more MSG. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that, was, that was the thing. And that was before there were any restrictions on things. and No awareness, really. Well, there still there really still isn't because people are like so about Himalayan salt, but yet don't look to see how that fits into your diet because if you're on certain chemicals, um, medication, the chemicals in the the minerals in Himalayan salt can contra, you know, it's not going to work. Well, things can be contraindicated. That's right. Thank you. That's the word I was Mm -hmm. looking for. Yeah. (laughs) See, we're girlfriends. I thought that might have been the word. I thought that might have been the word. I'm like, come on, spit it out. No coffee today and too much salt. (laughs) Wayne said he's going to go make toast now. (laughs) Wayne's going to go make toast. Go ahead. <laughs> horror. Not a horror illustrator. Horror. I'm pretty sure I said uh-huh. horror. In New York, we say a horror. A horror show. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk. Um, let's talk. Um, this is what I've been mentioning to, you know, some of my more versed friends and uh, our more versed guests. Um, Project Bluebeam. Project Bluebeam. Blue, blue Book or Blue Beam? No, Blue Beam. Blue I, beam. I don't know what oh, that is. Oh, okay. Well, we oh, get to I educate you a little bit then. Good, okay. good, good. Well, good, this good, is, good. you know, just because we've been on the topic of whistleblowers and such, and Project Blue Beam is what they, you know, military and government are going to come in to give false flags. And that's what they call it. Oh, wow. False well, <laughs> I believe that has happened, you know, <laughs> and I know that um, Randy Kramer told me that there's been quite a bit of that in the, this past recent time where there's been a lot of <laughs> false flag bullshit and a lot of stuff that just was, <laughs> sorry, beep, retro, that's a retro beep. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Retro uh, Anyway, yeah. but yeah, I I think that uh, <clears throat> I think that that's generated. You know, they they love to use. Uh, you know, the, I hate to say it's about the government, but any controlling body loves to use fear. They love to use fear, it and works. even in the Catholic Church, my God, that was all. Mm. That was a that was heavily about fear, as I mm. remember. Well, you we know, even have but, the same Catholic guilt. I mean, all of us. Oh have, God, yeah. yeah. I mm. mean, it, it's uh, it was something else. And limbo is even gone. How about that? You know, did <laughs> as a kid. Oh my God! You go to catechism, and <laughs> I was always terrified because this idea of limbo about unbaptized babies floating in space i mean I, it just made me nuts uh, and purgatory then, and then well pur- they still got purgatory i think but yeah. but limbo gone yeah i had purgatory gone gone yeah <laughs> yeah i think we have but to yeah. start looking at things a little more realistically mm-hmm. now you know um but yeah I, I think we're going to start seeing signs of that a divide and conquer uh, I, sort I do. of yeah, you know, if if you have to disclose and you're fighting it, everybody's got a camera phone now. You can only hide so much because people are walking so around catching all sorts of things. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. You and can't they, beat him, join him. I say, but that's right. Get your phone out. But you know what is is um, is something that is uh, you know. Uh, uh, a positive thing to think about here and even in our dark dangerous times mm. 
the the ETs, the benevolent ETs, are not going to tolerate a nuclear explosion. No. It it rips space time. It is a pollution for everybody, mm. and they just won't let it happen. There's all you know. They've been turning off nukes right and left all the time, mm. mm-hmm. and um, you know what does concern me a little bit is you know the whole American Midwest and also you know our Midwest up here in Canada is loaded with old silos that are disintegrating that have uh, nuclear weapons inside of them. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. That's that they stashed all those all those locations along the dew line, which mm-hmm. was all those bases along the dew line, which brings me to kind of an interesting point about how many experiencers actually come from military families and military families that traveled or that were stationed on mm-hmm. the dew line or one of these, you know, hot spots i would have right. to say but not, there's sorry uh, not from like people who like just because their cousin was at the pentagon kind of thing doesn't no. mean military no i what i'm talking about is <laughs> yeah. probably you know not somebody from a, a somebody with a you know medium level you know father like you know jesse marcel or something and, and yeah. I, I it's uh and usually traveling is involved but there's a very high percentage of um of people who grew up in military families who are experiencers and Mm -hmm. i have to wonder why is that are they um are are the parents somehow offering them up for um approved contacts or you know have they been uh have they been um what's the word i'm looking for um sort of groomed and discovered as as being psychically talented and then you know and then uh integrated do you think that they would be more apt to be military abductees not that they're not having experience or um not that they're not having genuine extraterrestrial experiences i think it's like anything else the military's job is to well, we want to know what you experience Oh, we yeah. want in on this. You're, you know, you're our people. And if this is happening to you, then we've got the right to go in there and figure this out. You work for us. Yes. Or this is your family, but, you you know. Yeah. Well, I think we can, there are some uh, tasking things that I hear over and over again. Mm. And one of them being that there is right now, as we speak, there is a Mars defense force and there is a lunar defense force. Hmm. And there are, there are bases on both planetoids or planets, if you wish. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is underground. And um, on, on Mars, they are also sharing the planet with several different varieties of reptoids who Hmm. live primarily underground now most of them there are treaties but there still are um Hmm. little forays and conflagrations that go on between Mm -hmm. you know between indigenous i i believe they're indigenous they live underground the indigenous as they do here as they do here so i i think that that's um uh, that's something that i hear about i've heard about combat Mm -hmm. with these reptilians i've heard about how they are psionic experts in other words Mm -hmm. there might only be you know 30 of them coming out of a craft but yet they are able to use their psionic technique to make right 
us think there are 5,000 of them. Right. You know, that's, uh, so they have those, those skills together. And the, um, um, something interesting that, uh, well, actually Randy Kramer told me this, but I've heard it also another place is before, before combat happens and, and, um, say you're assigned to the Mars Defense Force and you're putting on your, your gear, mm. the suit itself releases some kind of ridiculous, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like amphetamine-like blast of different stuff. Crazy. So when you're out there, you know, mm. shooting those reptilians, <laughs> you're, you're high as a bat. Jesus. So, you know, they are, they are amphetamine like compounds and other mm -hmm. stuff and it gets in the suit and it goes right into your system and then you go out and, and fight. So question, um, these are coming from people who have like, like clients. Yeah. Like some of these are, so, yeah. so my question is, could it be, and because again, I, I just, I don't go under like most people. If I do, I sure in hell don't know about it. Anyway, <laughs> but, but could it be implanted memories or is it a genuine memory? How can you tell the difference? I guess is where I'm going with it. Well, there are, we usually, we usually can get both. In other right. words, if, if, if something has been suppressed and replaced, mm. we call it a screen memory okay. and I can get the client to allow it to dissolve. Okay. So if I think to bring the real memory happened. forward. Yes, yes. If I it. think that's what happened, but I for that I kind of have to rely on just my gut feeling. Right. And then I right. will ask the client if uh are you ready to just make that dissolve? Because they'll always say, Well, it doesn't look quite real. I'm not sure if it's real. So when right. I get that kind of thing happening, I move ahead and we just So they know. They know. Once, once they're under, they know. Yes, when they're concerned. under, that when they're under. However, if they're, if they just are operating from consciously recalled memories, right. they probably won't know the difference. Right. The the these right. the um the screen memory will probably be dominant. Right. We have to go in there and dissolve it and blast it. it. Like I said, there are no memory blocks that will last forever. You just have to know how right. to go in there and get rid of them. Right. Really? And my feels like what? No, bubbles? I'm impressed. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm impressed by that, that there is no memory block that they can leave in place. I don't I said, believe really, they can. I think that's fantastic. I don't believe it. I haven't seen Good. it yet. I don't believe it. The As I said mm. earlier, the only thing that stops the recovery of memories is fear. Mm. And if that's in place, mm. I will work with the person with benign hypnosis just relaxation techniques until I can get them where right. they will be able to, to go through the experience. That's wonderful. Cause you so know? many people suffer mm. because of that, mm -hmm. what they can't remember and they don't yeah. understand why they're reacting. Well, they can but get if you way. And if yeah. you, if you believe you're remembering one thing, it's totally false. Like, mm -hmm. do you run across that a lot or is that like a, well, there's, uh, uh there are, I've heard some, you know, disturbing things, especially if they come from the time period yeah. where sperm and ova are being harvested. If we're going back a little way, so someone would have to be probably about my age to have, you know, mm. uh, experienced things in that time period. But uh, there are some things where, you know, I know it's happened with men where they think they're having sex with a woman. 
and it's all created, you know, and, and they and they come to consciousness and there's just some kind of machine on them extracting sperm. Right. And that is a shock that, you know, that the those shock. kinds of things, I really have to handle them carefully. I've heard that before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and there's, there's, they will, they will use uh, Jedi mind tricks, you know, to, right. to make something seem something that's unpalatable to seem perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. And they, they, in this kind of era where they were harvesting stuff and doing stuff, there was a lot of uh, uh, sexual um, uh, screen memories that were used to mm-hmm. make people do what they wanted to do, wanted them to do. Question. Oh, glasses. Bubbles. Catch <laughs> <laughs> up, bubbles. Never mind. <laughs> Dolly says, I just took them off for a second. Dolly says, Leslie, have you had contact? Well, I I can't say that I'm a person who has been on craft and had experiences of that type. However, I have had visual experiences that were quite startling and a lot of that began um uh, it may have occurred in my childhood too but i haven't explored myself in that way but it, i was mm-hmm. uh, i was working uh, as an actor i'm actor and singer too i was working as an actor at a, at a summer stock theater <clears throat> and um one of the gals who was in the company with me um we got to be really good friends and at the time i thought she was terrifically old and savvy and you know and i'm I'm sure now she probably was not even 30 right so but that's at that time i thought oh isn't she exotic you know so uh so we exotic exotic she was fantastic so we hung out a lot and um and eventually you know we would this was in where the rushmore heads are this was in uh um um Rushmore State Park in South Dakota. So it was a summer theater there, very popular. It's still there. So she um, uh, would drive me. We'd go into town together because I didn't have a car, of course. And our little town was Custer, South Dakota. So we go in there. And and I was noticing that every time, you know, we left the campus, as it were, um, there were it looked it looked like what first I thought it was like low flying airplanes. But remember, all of that area there is is land of the Lakota Sioux and there's a no fly zone there. There couldn't be. um, And it was silent. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what kind of it looked like helicopters maybe. And they but they would come close and then go so so fast far away and so finally she says our our, finally it was just too much I asked her about it she says well I'm I'm going to tell you the truth my yes I'm a singer and I work in Vegas and blah 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 but my main thing that I do is I work for the government and I work in a program where they they fly me to um one of the bases in the desert and I communicate psychically psychically with grays and there's a whole there's a whole room full of us and and she gets up in the morning and gets on a plane wrap plane you know totally plane wrap gets on the mystery plane and they would take her out to you know dreamland or one of the one of the bases out there in in the desert and um and what she told me was that um 
she was exhausted from doing it because the ETs never stopped. They wanted to communicate all the time and, and she, she couldn't take it anymore. She didn't want it. She didn't want the secret that she didn't want any of it. So she said, you know, basically I quit. And then she came, she thought she had escaped. She came to do summer theater in South Dakota and they just followed her. Of course. And, um, the, the, um, the other short little story about that is that, uh, <clears throat> one afternoon, um, I was uh, hanging out at the snack bar. I did that really well. I was hanging out at the snack bar, and <laughs> it happened to be uh, right across. <clears throat> they don't even call them that anymore. No, but it was, <laughs> and it, it was a classic bar. snack bar. And it was Good right. One. It was right across the way from her little dorm room. Right, so there's nobody in this area, and this is a company of like 300 people. And, and there's nobody there but me. And I see this like um, latter day um, uh, kind of town car, but, you know, out of time, like too old. This is 1973. And it looks like a 1960s town car with even, mm. I think it had maybe the wings in the back. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, um, it was um, <clears throat> completely out of time, out of date. So it uh Sped into this, sped around in front of the theater and pulled up in front of my friend's space. And these two beings, these two men got out and they were dressed like George Raft in the 1940s. They were wearing the shoulder pads. They were wearing 1940s type suits, except that their pants were really short and it looked like they were wearing orthopedic shoes. Like they were really heavy and the, I could see their skin. I wasn't very far away, maybe 15 feet or 20 feet. And um, the skin looked plastic. I can't describe it any other way, like a mm. doll face. It that didn't was... look like real uh, oh, skin. So they just marched right into where she was. And I thought, and, and then I came back to sanity and I said, what the? these two guys just went in there and you know i gotta do something i don't know what i was gonna do you know beat them with my tuna sandwich i don't know what i was gonna do wow. but but uh, i'll show you yeah i'll show oh you my gosh. i feel so old right us. now between the tuna sandwich and the snack bar in the same conversation i feel so yeah. old oh no yeah. well anyway as just as i was about to make my big move these two guys came out got back in the car and pulled out, you know, like really fast, leaving a big dust thing, you know, behind him. And after I pulled myself together, I went in and I said, you know, what the bit was that? And she said, well, you know, they, they are not accepting that I don't want to do this work anymore. And they came to put pressure on me. Well, I mean, she's lucky that she just wasn't taken. One does not just, I would imagine, walk away from that sort of a project when you're not supposed to know about it. I wonder. <laughs> yes. I mean, it. I think it was collaborative, you know, so there was some government responsibility. I think I think they were, you know, reluctant <laughs> to do anything stronger than that. And they did have a room full of people. You know, God right. knows how many people were actually doing this. Right. And right. She's, dying at Wayne's you know, they could have had people everywhere at every base right. involved mm -hmm. be involved in in, in telepathic communication. Mm -hmm. They could have yeah. been. 
It's you know, crazy. So it's I, crazy. I lost touch with her and I tried to find her a few years ago and I was not successful, but I often wonder, um, did, you know, I often wonder if she was able to leave that and, right. you know, right. And, so that's interesting. So yeah, it's very cool. What a sighting that would be. Wayne says so, that they look like Mark Zuckerberg. That's why I was yeah, laughing. Yeah, when yeah, yeah they did. They looked about as they looked at, as about as healthy as Mark right? Zuckerberg. You yeah. think with all that money you they could did. Like, do something about that color. Mark. And that and that hair. What's with yeah. that hair? But his Man. clothes are expensive. His clothes are really expensive, but they're like quiet luxury. And all he wears is the same t-shirt every single day. Yeah, but they say no, it has think, something to do with that type of IQ. They because it's oh, I think he's on them. the he's on the spectrum. Are you kidding? He's on the spectrum. <laughs> right, he is. And he's choked. <laughs> There's so much that we don't know. It's a whole other show. <laughs> that's a or that's a, a conspiracy show. Well, yeah, that's one hell of a conversation because right. if you've watched the film and hmm. the story, he didn't come up with the concept. He just put it out there. Yeah, I that's know. right. That's right. Stole it. Like That's a lot of good right. things. Are, yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, we are already like up at the the top of the hour. Oh, like, where did that time go? I know. That's okay. We'll just oh do it again. My. Okay. <laughs> we'll just do it again sometime. Well, <laughs> I, I hope that I, I feel like we talked about some really interesting stuff, and yeah, and you know, great. I I love to talk about this stuff. I'll I'll answer any question that comes up, uh, even if and if I don't know, I'm going to tell you I don't know. Right. Honest to God. And um, if any if anyone out there would like to um, reach out to me, you can do that through my website very easily, which right. is Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y. It's the female spelling. Don't misgender me. L-E-S-L-E-Y. <laughs> I love you. It's, actually, it's in the show description as well. Okay, there it is. I can't right. get through. At lightworkhypnosis.com, there's a little thing to fill out. And uh, even if it's just a question, and if you if you feel like you've had experiences, I mean, I'm really, really happy to talk to you. And these days, if it's something you want to explore, we can work together on zoom you wouldn't think it works as beautifully it does as it does but i gotta tell you it does so oh, yeah it's I an option that. i love it i love it makes it, it more accessible yeah yeah <laughs> well thank you so oh, much for joining us it was always yes. such a pleasure thank when, you when ladies you i'm like so a, thrilled our third to be host here. you fit oh, in so well well and you're thank I, you. you always amaze me thank you for your time <laughs> well it's my pleasure and i just want to put it out there that um myself and some wonderful colleagues we are putting on a what is going to be called the contact and disclosure symposium Ooh. in toronto Ooh. on april 20th and we're having it at a fabulous place it's a club called the off-world bar this april and it's just going to be a one-day uh event with speakers uh and but we're getting our feet wet you know we we did have a wonderful convention in toronto but it, it just things didn't yeah. work out and move right. on couldn't support it anymore so we're doing our own thing and Great. uh and michelle i'm going to ask you if you will come and speak because it's in your neck of the woods <laughs> you think well, about it okay i would I love to have you on the roster and you can talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about from your 
vast experience and work. And thank uh, you. Send us uh, all that information, and I'll put it on the group page. Oh, I will. I will. I'm just about to. I'm just about to. You know, I haven't even done the press announcement yet, so I'm just about to do the ticketing, and I'll send you everything. We'll do a. That would be great uh, because then I can promote it on our our different pages as well for you. That would be it, fantastic. It's not often that they come this way. So it's very interesting. Yeah. And it's exciting that you're doing that. I think that's great. Got to do it, man. You're waiting for somebody else to come up with the money and do this, that, and the other. Forget it. No. I don't have the patience for that. I'm from New York City. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't roll that way. You know, <laughs> I, could actually roll, I could actually roll with two hands. You know, that's what a gift. <laughs> I love you so much. And I love your hair. Thank you. I love you. Thank you, you guys. I love you too. You guys have a great, great uh, rest of the evening. And thank you so much again for welcoming me. And uh, I look forward to our next hang. Okay. Uh, It'll be be in touch. All right. Fantastic. Love you guys. Bye bye now. Bye. Good night. Well, that was a great show. She's such a delight. So much fun. Even with all the bleeps, because, you know, she's bleeping herself. I know she's bleeping (laughs) herself. It's hilarious. But big, big, big thank you to Leslie Mitchell Clark. She's just fantastic. And anybody like to Southern Ontario, go check her out. She sings and she goes to a lot of um, different events where you can catch her. She's just really delightful. So big thank you to her. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring the show. And big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, and Steve McGinnis. We appreciate you all so, so very much. Tomorrow night, we're doing something a little bit different. You know, we, we've not really tackled anything like this per se uh, to, to, to this, um, you know, this extreme. But... Jack Roth, and I've been really looking forward to this, and I know this is going to be right up Amelia's alley. A little. He, he's going to be <laughs> discussing his book, Killing Kennedy, Exposing the Plot, the Cover-Up, and the Consequences. I know. Amelia's like, yeah, let me add him. I'm just going to go around <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> I'm always interested fun. in everybody's theory and what exactly. they find. Yeah. Exactly. So tune in. And uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. You guys make it so much fun. And we appreciate you all so very much. Have a good evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night.